Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your host, the Fluff Brendan, and the star Catherine, the Mid Podcast. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter at The Mid Podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash The Mid Podcast, where you have access to our random shit episodes and additional special content. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to themidpodcast.com and get you some mid-podcast merch. There will be new merchandise coming up by the end of the month, so check that out. Also, if you like the podcast, leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Okay, so what facts do you have? So... Jamie Hayter won the women's world title in November last year, and she hasn't cut a single in-ring promo. Meanwhile, MJF has spent a total of 92 minutes cutting in-ring promos since winning the men's title a month ago. And hardly wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wrestles smarter, not harder. Well, too fucking bad. He needs to get into the ring more. What? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's a lot wrong with it because if you claim to be the champion that you are, you need to be wrestling. Not weekly, but you need to be in the ring at least twice a month on TV. Wrestling. When was his last match? I think it was the Takeshita match. His last match, I think, was the Brian Danielson match. I'm talking about, like, on Dynamite. Mm, probably. I don't S- remember. No, that's fucking stupid. Anyways. What else? So... Let's play a game. Games are fun. So, you have to pick the best wrestler out of these tag teams. And tell me why you think they're the better overall wrestler. Okay. Who are you taking out of FTR? Dax. Why? Because... I don't know. I'm just choosing Dax. I think Cash is a better wrestler. Both are good, but I think Dax is. Who are you taking from Aussie Open? (sighs) Kyle Fletcher. He does more high-risk moves. Who are you taking from the Acclaim? Bowens. Why? Because Bowens is an overall better wrestler? Who are you taking from the kingdom? Maria Canales. Because <laughs> she's the best wrestler of the three. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to go with <laughs> Maria Canales? <laughs> yep. I think I'm going to tag all three of them on Twitter and be like, we were discussing on our podcast... Which one is the better wrestler out of your group? And my son picked Maria. 
<laughs> Matt Taven, I need you to come whoop his ass. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Matt Taven, just because I'm a Taven girl. Yeah, because you're biased. I just said because I'm a Taven girl. Oh, but I can't be biased. Oh, you be biased all the time. Don't mean I ain't going to pick on you for it. (laughs) (coughs) Fucking hell. Are you ready for the next one? Uh Uh-huh. The Usos. Neither. You don't think either one is a better wrestler than the other? Nope. New Day. Ooh. And we're going to eliminate Big E since he's been injured. So it's either Kofi or Xavier. Technician-wise, I'm going at Xavier Woods. But if you want, like, a high flyer, it's Kofi. But both are good. But I like it Xavier more than I like Kofi. Top flight. Uh, injuries. <laughs> Which one is the better wrestler out of the two? Out of the two, Dante or Darius? Darius. Dante's moveset's nothing but high flying. At least Darius throws in some. Best friend, Trent or Chucky? See Trent. Dark Order, Silver or Reynolds? Ooh. Johnny Hungy. I just think everybody loves Johnny Hungy. You can't not like Johnny Hungy. I know. Last one. Okay. The Young Bucks. Matt or Nick? Kenny Omega. Matt or Nick from the Young Bucks. I did not say the Elite. Brandon Cutler. I didn't say the Elite. You have to pick Matt or Nick. Rosie Ogora. Not stand-ins. <laughs> Matt or Nick Jackson. Pick one. Um, uh, both. Nope. Nick. Why? I like Nick more than I like Matt, but I like both of them. Interesting. Those are interesting takes. Mm-hmm. Fun game. Uh-huh. I do come up with some great ideas once in a rare occasion. What's a fun game? When my brain works. I mean, I could have come up with more tag teams, but... but this was just off the top of my head. Yeah. I am so going to do that, though. Okay, how about the dream team? Otada and Tanahashi. I'm going to go with Tanahashi. I just like Tanahashi. I know you're taking Okada. Uh-huh. Do it. Do it. Do it. Rainmaker! That gave me a headache. I had a head like yours. It would ache, too. Did you take your allergy medicine today? No, not today. I haven't been sneezing. I've been coughing. Well, coughing is part of allergies, dipshit. 
Also, my nose has been stuffed up. That's part of allergies too, dipshit. Take your allergy medicine and see if you if it helps. Okay, what else? Uh, what else do you got? So let's talk about WWE for a minute. Boo! You gonna be booing? You just dropped almost two hundred dollars for tickets. I'm gonna be cheering for Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, and other than that, I don't give a fuck. We're just gonna be sitting there the rest of the time. Pretty much. I'll probably be on my phone, and be like, this shit is boring as fuck. But unfortunately, my man has not decided to bring AEW back to North Carolina, so he forced me to go watch WWE. He forced me to give our money to the opposition. Not good business, Tony Todd. (laughs) So evidently, there have been several fans that have brought signs to WWE events in support of one Dana Brooke. And the signs have been confiscated by security. I've seen that. If that's true, that's some fucked up shit, WWE. But are we surprised? No, but that's still some fucked up shit, WWE. Well, I'm just not surprised about it. I'm not neither, but it's still some fucked up shit, WWE. So you want to you want to go to a sad note now? What? Next month will mark a whole year since Randy Orton's last match in WWE. Damn, it's been a year already. Yep, I need I need the Viper back, the Legend Killer. I need him to come back and beat the fuck out of goddamn Riddle because that motherfucker drives me up the wall. Please let him get drafted to SmackDown so I don't have to see his ass. <laughs> I think just for that he's going to get drafted to Raw. Probably. As long as Cody is drafted to Raw. Because if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no fucking luck at all. So evidently... WWE has agreed to allow their wrestlers to do Twitch streams again. However, they will be taking some of the money. So it'll be split three ways with the wrestler getting the majority of it, but Twitch will be getting their share and WWE will be getting their share. Mm -hmm. And somebody tweeted this out and I kind of agree with them. They said WWE taking away Twitch money from independent contractors, killing Twitch for a year, then allow them to do it while taking some of the money for themselves, and it being framed as some sort of great moment of WWE benevolence is some serious cult shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, do you know the last time AEW was in Pittsburgh... One forbidden door got announced. Also, Jay White showed up on that show. And now his first match as an official AEW signee is in Pittsburgh. Pretty cool, if I say so myself. Pretty cool. Also, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Sky Blue has been added to the 
AEW roster page. Nice. So, give me your feeling on the Bianca Belair championship reign as Raw Women's Champion right now. I mean, it's been good. There's just hardly any storylines for her to do that are intriguing. I like Bianca Belair. I think she's good. Do you think it's because there's nobody on her level athletically or just creative don't know what to do with a strong black woman? The second one more than the first one. But, I mean... Because the only only thing about her reign right now is the length of it. Because what, you got, uh, you had Asuka, that was a something, that feud was something. Um, that feud could have been a lot better than what it was. Yeah. Um... Now, they went back to this Bailey feud, or this damage control feud. And I'm just like, what the fuck? They had her in a feud with Alexa Bliss that wasn't all that good. So. But no, Triple H is the savior of women's wrestling. So, my next question for your opinion. Do you think Cody Rhodes' vibe is down since his mania loss? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Explain, explain, explain. Oh, his explanation is hold on. Well, yes, he's still one of the top merch sellers and... Everything. But. You had the opportunity to pull the trigger and put the title on him. And you did it. You failed. And now. Some of that momentum is going away. And if he loses to Brock. That momentum is going to be gone. All of it. When. You could have done the easy thing and have him beat Roman. But no! We want Roman to get to a thousand days. Nobody fucking cares if Roman gets to a thousand days. WWE does. No, it's just stupid. So, if he loses to Brock Lesnar, which, of course, he is, because Brock's going to F5 that motherfucker into oblivion, um, how are you going to build him back? You can't. I don't think there's a way you can. What, throw him in another feud with Seth Rollins? Have him beat Seth for the fourth time? Which doesn't do anything good for Seth. 
and doesn't do nothing for Cody all that much. He's beat the dude four times. What, throw him in a shitty feud with The Miz? That's stupid. Who else are you going to have him feud with on Raw? Bobby Lashley? He's in a feud with Bronson Reed. I was going to say Bronson Reed. (laughs) There's nobody. Austin Theory? That doesn't do good for him going after a mid-card title, because that's not what he came there to do. Takozawa? Nobody knows what the fuck he's doing. I got it. I got it. The best feud. Cody Rhodes. Baron Corbin. Anyways, moving on. No comment on that? It's such a great idea, you have no comment. No comment on that. That's moving on. It'd give Baron something to do. Moving on. It would give Baron something to do. Nobody gives a fuck what that fuck has to do. How the fuck are you going to be under the wing of JBL and still manage to piss him off? I got it. Cody and Omos. No. Moving on. Uh, Mercedes Monet contract. So, after her match this weekend with who says she wrestling it? I forgot. I forgot. But, um, after her match this weekend, her contract with Stardom's up. They're talking about extending it for one more match, but Mercedes Monet went to Twitter today and tweeted out, life is good. And then somebody put out, if that post is related to the Mercedes Monet news I got a few weeks ago, she is going to take the wrestling the wrestling world by storm. I heard she's moving to Japan and going to learn how to speak Japanese fluently. Mm-hmm. I think I think she'll come back and forth. I still see her being on USA TV or American television soon. Forbidden Door 2. Mercedes and Jamie Hayter. But, um... Where's my gift? Book it. But I could see her coming back. Because Stardom... Yeah, they do a lot of shows, but they don't do, like, a lot of big shows. So, like... You might see Mercedes come in to AEW and wrestle here a few times before going back. Kind of like a Hikaru Shida schedule mm-hmm. or a Riho schedule that they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening with Mercedes. I could see that. If she wants to wrestle in AEW, which she has mentioned Forbidden Door. So. Her and the Jamie Hayter match would be the bomb. I mean, you can't have New Japan's first woman signing since China? Right? I think so. 
not be on the card of one of New Japan's biggest pay-per-views mm, outside true. of Wrestle Kingdom. That's true. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, last week we got um, Jay White in All Elite Wrestling. And come to find out, him and Rockar Juice Robinson, Bobby's favorite wrestler, um, is starting Bullet Club Gold. So, who Bobby. is someone on the AEW roster you would like to see join them? Okay, 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 okay. Hear me out about this. The guns. No. The guns under Jay White could be really fucking good. Have Jay White teach them. Have Jay White train them. The guns will be really good. I am going to say I would like to see Takeshita. Nah. I want to see Hill Takeshita. But we all know who it's going to be, baby. Really? I think Adam Cole's joining them. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly when he comes back? Uh-huh. Mm. Adam Cole, Kyle Somebody, O'Reilly. Somebody mentioned Kyle O'Reilly on Twitter. I was like, ooh, I hadn't thought about him. And then... Wonder when he's coming back. Wonder how his injury is. And then when... nobody's heard. Then what? You got David Finley, Clark Connors, and whoever the fuck else in Japan. Kenta. Mm-hmm. Then you just have them wrestle. Winner gets full ownership of Bullet Club. Have it be Jay White. Boom. Cuts. Fuck David Finley. No, I don't think I will. I have my top top ten list of wrestlers I want to fuck, and he's not even in the top 400. <laughs> David Finley is the wish virgin. No, he is the great value Walmart version of Jay White. I mean, you were doing better with Wish because, like, some of the great value shit is actually pretty good food. He is the Ross of Jay White. So, who is your favorite faction in AEW? Guns up, baby. It's all about Bullet Club Gold. I'm going to go Blackpool Combat Club. Although I do like the Elite. And if you give me Kenny Omega out there with with no shirt on and jeans again tonight, I think I'm just going to have a heart attack and die. Oh, God. So, evidently, WWE and ESPN are potentially working together on new projects. Don't care. I could care less. Pay-per-view? They're going back to the... Half on paying 80 bucks for a pay-per-view. Only pay-per-view I'd pay 80 bucks for would be WrestleMania, and it would have to consist of both nights. I ain't paying $80 one night and $80 the next night. So, Becky Lynch is injured, and she blacked out her Twitter account. And come to find out her contract's up in June of 2024. 
And I'm thinking if she doesn't re-sign with WWE that I think she might be done with wrestling for a while and she just wants to be a full-time mom. Yeah. I can see that. I don't see her fitting in at AEW. Eh. I, I could. But also, I just don't see it happening. I think... She, I just don't like Becky Lynch. I mean, Lynch. I think she will look... Or... Uh... Some more worried about being a mom than anything right now. So we got some good news over the weekend. Papa Will's cleared. Yes. Oh, Papa Will. Oh, Papa Will. However, the video he put out kind of upset you. Yeah. Kind of sounded like he was retiring soon. Then I, I watched the video, and he's just explaining that with his style of wrestling, he knows that it takes a toll on his body and he's getting older and he can't do that style anymore. So either he's going to continue that style for as long as he can or he's going to have to learn a new style of wrestling. Hoping for the second one to prolong his career. Uh-huh. But good news is, Papa Will will be a forbidden door now. Uh-huh. And he's getting his one back on Kenny Omega, damn it. Are they gonna do it at Forbidden Door or All In? Forbidden Door. Have if, that. if you're gonna have if you're gonna have Will win, I would do it at All In since it'd be in England. No. Yes. You have this be the main event of Forbidden Door too, or you have Sonata versus Otada versus Tanahashi. So I really want that match to happen. That sounds more like a Wrestle Kingdom match than a Forbidden Door match. But, um, at All In, you do Will Ospreay versus somebody. You got Koto Ibushi signed. I mean, hell, I would take Will Ospreay Adam Page match. You know who I'd like to see Will wrestle? Who? Wheeler Yuta. Fuck, he would run circles around that little pansy. I think it would do Wheeler good to get in the ring that would with be Will. A, that would be a fucking carry job by Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay would have to have back surgery for how bad he would have to carry that match. So you're saying Wheeler Yuta sucks? I'm not saying that, I'm just saying he's not on Will Ospreay's level. Well, I mean, there's nobody but Kenny Omega that's on Will Ospreay level. Okada. Maybe Okada. Maybe Tanahashi. Okada. No. Osprey would run circles around Wheeler Give me Osprey and Moxley. I would be down with that. Osprey Danielson. No, Osprey Danielson Claudia. Danielson's gonna get Zack Saber Jr. because he missed out because he was hurt. Osprey Claudia. Claudia would kill him. Be a better match than the Although universe. Claudio can't handle someone that's quick in the ring like a Will Osprey, so it would be a good match. Osprey versus Takashita. I like I like Yuta and Osprey. Nope. It would be a carry job. I don't think it would be. I think your opinion sucks. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. So, Corey Graves came out and said that the WWE women's tag team titles never caught fire. Do you agree with him? 
Mm-hmm. Why? Because the creative form had been shit. Had been shit. And the one time they were, like, legitimate, your two champions ended up walking out, so. Because your creative sucked. Uh-huh. So it was announced today that Dax is ending his podcast. I saw that. Didn't listen to it. You think it's a good thing, bad thing? Um, with just what you know about it, even though you haven't listened, because I haven't listened to it neither. His takes on wrestling were good. I will say that. Some of the stuff he says does get him in trouble, but he speaks his mind and he's honest. And I respect people who are like that. Unless you're CM Punk, and then you go into fighting people. But I still fucking love that guy. We're going to talk about him last, because I got a lot to say about that that I didn't say on our special episode that I just thought about. And just people have put things out on Twitter that made me think about it. Um, Your thoughts on the comments from Tony Khan today on Busted Open about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, or as I like to call her, Contarosa. I was watching YouTube. What did he say? Um, they'll never be friends. They'll never get along. <laughs> you don't have to like everybody you work with, but at least respect them. You don't even got to respect them. Or do what I did with some people when I used to work. Not talk to them. Ignore the motherfuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which leads into the CM Punk stuff. Okay. Let me find it. So, whose side are you really on? Are you on the elite side or punk side? I'm on either side. I think both are in the wrong. I think punk's in the wrong more than the elite. But I don't think the elite says innocent as what some other people are saying. I'm not defending what Punk did. I'm not. Punk's an asshole for what he did. But also, I think the Elite could have handled it a better way. But Punk... I mean, how, how, how better way did they handle it? They let went and fin- got HR let- and the goddamn company lawyer. Let me finish. Let me finish before you interrupt me. But also, Punk shouldn't have said the shit that he said. In the media scrum. If he had a problem, he should have took it to TK. They could have talked it out right there and then. Boom. Settled. Instead of going on to the media scrum, causing a big scene, then causing a big fight in the locker room. And the fight's on both of them. Punk was heated up. The Elite were heated up for what Punk just said. And when you have egos like that. No offense. I love all of them, but they do have massive egos. Let me put it to you another It's going to be called some combustion. There's something I so could say about that. (laughs) I know someone that could call some combustion on me. (laughs) Stop. 
Well, let me let me put it to you another way and, and see if you would change your point of view. Imagine a co-worker assaulted you, your boss didn't fire them, and then asked you to work with them. Who the fuck would be okay with that? And what's going to happen is the elite are going to come off as being the ones that everybody is bitching and shitting on because they refuse to work with CM Punk. If they refuse not to not work with Punk, that's okay. But everybody is shitting on them because they're refusing to work with Punk. It is what it is. You guys take the shit way too fucking seriously. None of us know what's going to happen. For all we know, this could be some giant fucking work. None of the dirt sheets know what's going to fucking happen. The only people that know what's going to happen is Tony Khan, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, the Gun Bucks, and Chris Jericho. And maybe Tony Schiavone. And Chris Jericho said he'd be willing to work with him. And outside of that, none of us know, so stop speculating shit. And let's just fucking see how it plays out. So, now, if he comes back, they're talking about doing a roster split in AEW, and they're getting their new show, AEW Collision, which everybody is saying that Punk will just be on that show, and the Elite will be on Dynamite. More AEW content! Woo! People are bitching about more AEW content, though, dude. Come on, now. I'm not more AEW content! Woo! Look in my eyes! What do you see? I'm going to read you this tweet by somebody about the punk situation. And tell me if, if what do you think. So... As soon as punk came into AEW, he said... To see him if there was a problem. A problem occurred on a public forum. The EVPs, which are management, brought legal and HR to talk to him because of his open door policy, but they ended up punched and bit. How do you make the mental leap to the elite being wrong? Like I said, both are in the wrong. Could have been handled better on the elite side. Or, Punk could have gone out and did what he said. But if one of your employees is so toxic that you have to have him on his own little sanctuary show so he doesn't interact with people that have their feelings hurt, is he worth keeping around? They were probably going to add collision anyways. This just makes it better so your locker room isn't as, how do I put this, morally bad, because you would assume like Punk, FTR, Samoa Joe, 
and like you'd probably get people that flip flop between collision and dynamite, kind of like how you do with Ring of Honor. But yeah, that's how I look at it. Or just put him on Ring of Honor. Anyways, did you know there's a whole row of marks on the AEW page now? Mm-mm. You got Mark Briscoe, Mark Henry, Mark Sterling, and Mark Quinn. Damn. But that sounds like a lot of marks. <laughs> I guess you could say they're big marks. Uh, I, I'm guessing you can. Oh, did you see the graphic for uh, Jay White versus Commander tonight? I did not. Oh, I think I might have seen that. I might have seen that. Anywho. Anyhow, I need to do a rant. What about? About Bobby needs to quit fucking posting uh, CM Punk gifts in, in Discord. Bobby, keep doing it. Bobby, you better quit, motherfucker. Bobby, keep doing it. You know what? I'm sending this just for you, Bobby. Uh, Dynamite's gonna suck tonight. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Justin Roberts ain't gonna be there. No, it's not. It's still gonna be good, though. But the ring announcers are gonna be... Okay, we, we... We could have a whole conversation on that. Can we break down Dynamite and Rampage now? We can. Okay. Stop looking at Twitter. I'm trying to see if there's any more news I really want to talk about. And there's nothing really I checked. Well, you suck at news, though. Okay. So, what are your overall thoughts from Dynamite last week? I thought it was decent. Decent? Yeah. Not good, not bad. Decent. I mean, it was a good show, but... The crowd sucked ass. I do agree with that. The crowd did suck. Don't ever fucking go back to Milwaukee. That fucking crowd sucked ass and ruined the show. That crowd doesn't the show. What makes the show... Yes, the crowd can make a show better. But also... I care more about what happens in the ring in the storyline progress of a show than what happens with the crowd. Well, if you want to watch storylines, then you need to watch WWE. They have the greatest storyline forever. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> okay, I can't talk no more, so that means I can't break down Dynamite and you can't recurse so we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can talk about Dynamite now. <laughs> Alright, so Dynamite came from you from fucking sucky Milwaukee. (laughs) And we start off with Darby Allen versus Swerve, and evidently they have a long history together, which I am not familiar with, so I can't comment on it. But anyway... But then it's gonna come through. Okay. But I don't know their history. I know they're both from, like, the Seattle area. Right? Yeah. Both are 
shut the front door because that's what's making it warm is the sun coming in. The cat will get over it. So we see Swerve extend his hand and Darby's not falling for it. Darby begins to take it to Swerve quickly. I mean, I know something I would like to be taken to me quickly. No, yes. Yeah, but we could quickly continue to do it. Over and over and over and over and over and over. You'd be like, just, you know, how you used to play something on repeat all the time. <laughs> we could just repeat. No. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Then we have Swerve swiping Darby's feet out from under him. Then we have Swerve on top of the barricade. Darby pushes it and takes Swerve down. Swerve pulls legs out from Darby again, who lands on the steps. Swerve gets a two count. Swerve goes for Darby's belt and begins beating him with it. Then he gets another two count by Swerve by hitting Darby in the back of the head. Then uh, we notice Darby gets a busted mouth. Um, Darby begins to bite on Swerve. I mean, Swerve's not a bad-looking dude. Um, then Swerve begins to use those kicks. And we notice that Swerve has tweaked his ankle. Darby focuses on that and removes his boot and begins to put him in an ankle lock. Darby gets the win. I thought it was an excellent match between the two. It was a solid match. I think these two... They got good chemistry together, and I wouldn't mind seeing this as a feud. I wouldn't mind seeing Darby and Swerve go into a feud if Darby wins the world title. And speaking of world title, up next, everyone's favorite AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Heyman Adam Page, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And we get a Maxwell segment, and I have a whole page of notes on it. God damn. Uh, so after the Darby match, MJF rolls up like he's the badass he is. Um, I will say this segment was much better than last week, and he does call Darby Freaky Dicky Darby. I mean, I'm sure your Aunt, Aunt Alita would like to find out if Darby's dick is freaky. Oh, God. She's a Darby fan and thinks he's one fine-ass man. Molly Crew is playing at the NFL draft next week. Nice. Anyways, Maxwell goes on to say that Darby's match versus Swerve was incredible. And your daddy Sting wasn't out here. Reference, and then he referenced their match in 2021. Darby looks bored as fuck as Max continues to talk. Max says, you are not on the level of the devil. I need a shirt that says that so I can wear it to church. I honestly think I'm going to make me a shirt that says that now. <clears throat> Darby asks if Max is happy. Talks about making it and chasing material things and how they don't mean anything to Darby. 
Um, says his first year at AEW, he checked himself into therapy. Says he bought a house for his parents, helped his dad retire. And no, Sting isn't my dad, just my best friend in this whole entire company. Says he ain't going to lower his morals to be like Max. What's wrong with being like Max? Huh? What's wrong with being like Max? I know, what is wrong with being like Max? Everybody wants to be MJF. He's got the world champion. He's got money. He can pull in the bitches. Except for the bitch that left him. Spinning her at some pinning shoulders, shoulders to mats. <laughs> so, I mean, did you hardly wrestle? I just shot on him for it like 20 minutes ago. No, he wrestles smarter, not harder. Why would you want to put your body on the line every week when you don't have to? Yeah, I didn't say he should wrestle every week, but I think he should wrestle more than once every three months. Well, his skill is more of his mouth than his wrestling ability, Yeah, but his promos have been getting dry as fuck recently. (laughs) His promos are are drier than your Nana's vagina. Oh, my fucking God. a shout out to Darby for bringing attention to mental health. Yeah, my mental health is gone after that fucking statement. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have that problem. <laughs> I am happy to say that it's not a problem I have. Don't need to know that. <laughs> anyway. Maxwell goes on and says... That Darby is an arrogant little boy, and that morals kills careers in this sport, and that is a fact. And he calls Darby a gutless coward because he doesn't have the balls to sacrifice. Says he is willing to do whatever it takes. Says uh, his legacy, talking about MJF, will be the greatest of all time. And tells Darby that he can keep his morals. His legacy will read Sting's bitch. Thoughts? Hello? 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 Um, well. Being named Sting's bitch isn't a bad name. I mean, Sting is an icon. He is the icon. So He is one of the goats. Yeah. Sting comes out. (laughs) Business is about to pick up. So we see Sting walking to the ring with Mike in hand. Ask Max about all this talk the last few weeks about daddy daycare and that it offends me. And he doesn't see himself as a daycare kind of guy. Sees himself more like a cheerleader. Then he pulls out pom-poms and begins hitting Max in the face with them. Yeah, I don't know. Sting throwing pom-poms at Max is probably the best thing from the show. 
Then Sting goes on and says, Stop talking about this Cody daycare. Says, You had a support system in Cody. I'm a support system for Darby. A young Sting had a support system in Ric Flair. Then he begins to name drop the NWO Wolfpack and refers to Hall and Nash and says he has a little joker left in him. And Showtime is almost over for him, but Showtime is starting for Darby and Max spits in Darby's face. Was a good segment. I enjoyed it. It was a great Sting promo. It was. All the promos in this were good. So, I enjoyed this segment. I enjoyed the Swerve Darby match. Surprised they let Darby win because I thought Swerve was going to win because of some fuckery. Fuckery. But that didn't happen, so. Next, we have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Silas Young. Um, I was expecting more from this match. I was upset they didn't let Silas show his skills. Basically, this was a squash match for Powerhouse Hobbs. And if that was the case, why could they not just get some random jobber instead of Silas Young? I don't know. I mean, Hobbs wins with the spine buster. But I... Yes, they're showing. It's like, yeah, he can run through this guy who's been a better in the sport for however long he's been in it. But they didn't even let Silas showcase anything. It was pretty much Hobbs. Boom, 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 pin. But, um, anyways, this basically set up Wardlow coming out. We're getting to that. Destroying his car. I have another question. Why all the QT hate? I don't fucking know. So, after the match, we see QT and Powerhouse Hobbs dragging Silas Young up the ramp. Then we see Wardlow at Hobbs' car begins to destroy it. I called this before the match, did I not, Brendan? You did. Um, Wardlow gets a forklift. Um, I need to see his forklift license before he can drive a forklift. Um, it was very convenient that a forklift was sitting right there, too. Um, he flips Powerhouse's car over. Hobbs is pissed. Hobbs is going to powerbomb Silas. Wardlow's music hits. They begin teeing off on each other. Aaron Solo jumps on the back of Wardlow. Security breaks it up. Wardlow gets Solo up. Powerbombs him through a table that was below the stage. And the back of Solo's head hit one of the tables as he went through. And Taz says, we're going to need a spatula for Solo. I, you're going to need more than a spatula. Maybe a casket or two. Or three. I'm pretty sure Aaron Solo got a concussion because his head bounced off that second table because he was not big enough to go through both of the tables because they were set up for Silas Young to go through those tables and Silas is probably a good foot taller than Solo. Mm-hmm. So, next. But, I just wish Silas got some more time than what he did. But also, they could have been 
short on time because of the promo with MJF. If you want to check out Silas Young, subscribe to Honor Club and check him out on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Next, we get a Jay White and Rock Hard Juice Robinson promo. They announced that um, their faction is Bullet Club Gold. So everybody go out and buy your subscription for your Xbox Bullet <laughs> Bullet Club Gold. Sure. I'm liking them together. I would like to see a one-on-one with Jay White versus Ricky Starks. Yeah. That's all I wrote for that. <laughs> and next, everybody's favorite international champion, Orange Cassidy, versus Buddy Matthews. Fun match. I am so over OC, dear Jesus. The match was good because of Buddy Matthews carrying Orange Cassidy. Um, I'm also so over Orange Cassidy beating people who would literally fuck his ass up on the goddamn street. You know what? I'm going to make this challenge to you. Some fan was chanting, this is wrestling. I put, no, it's not. Are you going to make the challenge now, or you want me to go through the match and you do it? Go through the match. Okay. Uh, Orange Cassie needs to use his speed against Matthew's strength. Orange Cassie with a drop kick goes after Matthews to get him in the ring. We get a DDT by Orange Cassidy. He hits the orange punch. We see OC in pain from the punch with his arm. I mean his hand. Uh, we have Dr. Sampson checking on him. I put please be broke. Matthew stomps on the injured hand. I put yes, do it again, do it again. Uh, orange Cassie says he's fine. He waves off the best friends and the doctor. Matthews begins focusing on the hand. Please break his fucking hand. Orange trying to fight back. He sends Matthew into the ring post. Orange C gets a kick to the jaw by Matthews. Please break his fucking jaw, too. Orange Cassidy gets the win. Of course, he did and retains his title. Okay, so the challenge is next week, or the next time Orange Cassidy has a match, you have to say anything nice about him. No slander. Just being nice to Orange Cassidy. You really want to send me to the grave early, don't you? No. That sounds like you do. No. Just, I think you should be nice to Orange Cassidy Cassidy for at least one episode. No, I do not have to because he sucks. But he doesn't And that's my opinion. Well, your opinion is factually incorrect. No, my opinion is my opinion. Opinions cannot be factual. Well, I just proved they were, and it is incorrect. No, that's your opinion. My opinion is not wrong, though. No, opinions are not wrong, because that's what your opinion is. Moving on, we get a Christian Cage promo, says some things have changed. We see it's all red lighting, and we see Luchasaurus. Um, what's Christian Cage got up his sleeve? Edge. I hope it's Edge. <laughs> Not really, I'm just saying that. I don't know who he could feud with. Yeah, neither do I. Unless they're going to go back to Jungle Boy, and I'm like, that's going to be boring as fuck. 
I don't know, but I am curious to see what they do with this. I am too. So then we get a best friends promo. Jesus Christ, another fucking Arch Cassidy. Renee asks if there's an update on Arch Cassidy's hands. No, bitch, he just has ice on it. He just got through wrestling. What fucking update you think he's going to have, you stupid cunt? The best friend says Orange Cassidy defends his title every week. Um, I can't read my notes. Um, it kind of makes the boys jealous, and then they call out Aussie Open, who are the IWGP Tag Team Champions. You are not going to beat Aussie Open, best friends. You're going to get your ass kicked. I'll just tell you that now. Don't even show up to the ring. Just just skip Rampage. Don't even come. <laughs> just saying. Then we get an Ethan Page promo. I mean, Ethan is nice looking on the eyes for us ladies. Says the firm has hit a, has had a rough patch. Wants to know what was in the contract and why Matt hit him. Uh, Cassidy says nobody played you. You played yourself. Um, Matt tells Ethan, you know you have to read the fine print of the contract. And yes, I did manip- manipulate you because you are the biggest hole of the ass I've ever met. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. Then it's, Matt goes on to say, if Hook defeated Ethan, then Private Party and Matt were no longer under the d- dominion of the firm. Um, and then he says, I get to choose the match stipulation and location. Says when we win, we are no longer under contract to the firm. So this was confusing because first you said, the contract said if Hook defeated Ethan Page, then you were no longer under the dominion of the firm. Then you say, if we win our match, we're no longer under contract. Are they not one and the same? I don't know what the difference is between the two. Yeah, I don't either. Anyway, Ethan says, well, there is more than me and Stokely in the firm. And then we get Bill and Moriarty taking out Matt. Bill. Matt and Isaiah. Hook comes out to level the playing field. Bill taking, taking it to Hook. And then the Hardy music hits. Well, Matt's already in the ring. Hefe. Jeff Hardy is back in AEW. Woohoo. He and looks good. And too. he's not alone. He came with a chair in hand to even the odds. I agree. He does look much better, looks much healthier. He's moving a lot better. And I am not opposed to putting Hardy's with Hook. No, neither am I. They be their own little faction with Hook, Matt, Jeff. And Isaiah and Quinn when Quinn comes back. And I call w- it the Hardy Party Hook. <laughs> I want Private Party and Bullet Club Gold. Mm. <laughs> Private Party is a heel. I like that. Give me Private Party and Bullet Club Gold. I like that. Mm, I, could, I might get down for that. So next we have a Kenny Omega promo. He's not bad on the eyes neither, ladies. I mean, Ethan Page and Kenny Omega back-to-back promos. I mean, the ladies were were jizzing over this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just saying. Anyway, Omega thanks the fans for the support, says that he speaks to the Bucks daily, 
and the problem the Blackpool Combat Club has will be taken care of in the ring. We've all been there before. Says when you hurt Don, I take it I take it personal. He isn't the most likable guy, but he is still family. When you mess with family, that is when you cross a line, says the Blackpool Combat Club wants blood for blood. What I'm going to do next is going to be much worse. Much, much worse. Is it wrong to say that I was turned on by this promo? You're turned on by anything. Um, I have a takeaway from this promo. We see Kenny Omega with the dark hair, which means business. And, um, is this mean we're getting the Kenny Omega that takes no prisoners like in New Japan? Good. Next, we move on. We have Mox and Claudio versus Brendan Cutler and Nakozawa. As we said last week, go ahead and get the caskets ready for them. Uh-huh. We didn't even get a Cutler intro. I didn't get to hear the Super Kick Party song. Socks. Um, Mox and Claudio blind shot on Cutler and Nakozawa. Nakozawa gets his head split open from his head bouncing off the mat. Nakoza makes it in the ring. The bell rings. Um, Moxley says, don't change the channel. Um, Nakoza tries to fight back. He gets a nice shot on Claudio. Claudio with a swing on Nakozawa. Then puts him into the sharpshooter. Cutler try, tries to break it up. He's busted open. Nakoza with a tag to Cutler. Mox just beating Cutler like a ragdoll. Um... The ref calls for the bell. The Blackpool Combat Club wins. Then we see Yuta beating up on Cutler. And then Moxley grabs the mic and asks, Where is the Young Bucks? Where is the Cowboy? Where is that goofy-looking Don Callis? I will tell you where they are. Still in the hospital. Mox says they have glass jaws, glass brains, and they are a bunch of little babies. They are not elite, but we put the elite in all elite wrestling. Your thoughts on all that? Interesting. I'm loving this feud. I am too. I didn't think I'd like it that much, but I am. Next, we hear Kenny Omega's music hits. I went, oh my god, damn, that is one fine-ass man. He come out there with no shirt and them jeans. Oh, shit. Damn, ladies. Damn, ladies. Um, First of all, Omega, you're a smart man. Why the fuck you coming to the ring alone? Because you're going to get your ass kicked by the Blackpool Combat Club. Who said he came alone? Well, we'll get to that, right? Um, So he's standing on top of the ramp, um, trying to tell them to bring it. And we see the Young Bucks from behind. They give a super kick to Yuta and Claudio. Then they begin hammering on Mox. Mox gets the BT trigger. Omega grabs a gear case. Mox telling him to bring it. Matt pulls out a flathead screwdriver. And Omega goes for it, and Mox gets pulled out of the ring, and the screwdriver is sticking out of the turnbuckle. You mean when I see Jamie Hayter? I mean, if <laughs> he wants to thrust something in me, I will not kick Kenny Omega out of my bedroom. Anyways, but, um, no, I enjoyed that segment. Sad that Cutler and how got fucked up the way that he did. I'll give them a round of applause. They stood up to the bullies. They got their ass kicked, but at least they stood up. And first of all, 
Elite, why the fuck did you let them get their ass kicked so bad when you could have come out and saved them sooner? It was all part of the plan. So you let your best friends get their ass kicked, get their heads busted open, and you just sit in the back and go, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Okay. So next we get an embassy promo. And Swerve says his list of beefs are growing in AEW and that the full mogul embassy isn't here yet. Says that he created Darby and he has unsettled scores. <clears throat> Keith Lee. Yeah. Next we get our women's match and it is... Riho and Sky Blue versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Um, the Outcasts attack Riho and Sky. Storm slam. Storm and Sky will start the match off. Sky takes down Storm. Riho in with um, Ruby. Ruby with a kick to uh, Riho's ribs. I mean, as little as she is, you can't miss those things. <laughs> then we see Riho and Sky double team on Soho. Riho takes out Tony Storm. Soho with a crossbody from the top rope. Soho has Riho grounded in the middle of the ring. Then we see Soho and Storm double team up on Riho. Then we see Sky with a leaping knee on Ruby Soho. Tony Storm hits a blind tag. Sky Blue doesn't realize it. Then we have Sky with a Diving Hurricane Rada on Tony Storm outside the ring. Sky gets a two count on Ruby. Storm with a German suplex on Sky. Then she hits the Storm Zero on Sky and pins Sky Blue for the win. Outcast spray paint the L on Riho and then they triple power bomb her. Then we see Jamie Hayter come out. She begins to get a beat down. Helps on the way. Britt Baker takes out. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. And then we have Soraya and Rick going at it in the ring. Your thoughts on all that? Did you notice that Britt was wearing green and black pants? Yes, I have that in red in my notes as a hmm. Maybe a heel turn? They're going to have to do something. I need her to turn on Jamie Hayter and then I need her to win the belt back from Jamie Hayter. No! Well, if Britt ain't going to win, then I need Tony Storm to win the belt no. back from Jamie Hayter. Because their match was awesome, and I would like to see another match between Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, but this time, Tony Storm win, and Tony Storm get the proper recognition as the AEW Women's Champion she that she deserved. She did not. She was interim, and that was bullshit because of fucking Contarosa. Well, guess what? TK gave it to her. It don't matter. The After the fact. After the fact, that was bullshit on Tony Khan's part. And I don't call the man out for, for much of anything because, you know, I am a simp for him. But that was bullshit. Guess what? She was still champion. Interim. Still champion? Interim. It, cha nope. She was not the official champion because Contarosa still was at the time, which is bullshit. So she needs to beat Jamie Hayter and have a reign where she is the true champion. And Bobby will back me up on this. No, she had it. Bobby will back me up on this. She can have it. She can be the person who takes it off of Hater. I want her to take it off of Hater. She doesn't deserve to take it off of Hater. Your bias is showing. And so is yours. 
but yes, I did notice that about Brit. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So are they going to have Brit turn on Hater? Have Brit join the outcast? I don't know. I mean, I don't really see where this whole story is going. Neither do I. Don't do that, fucker. And but, we went to bed early, too. And mm-hmm. we got good sleep. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to find out tonight. Yep. Anyways, Jericho and Keith Lee time. Which is our main event, which thought this match was boring as fuck. Really? I enjoyed this match. Uh-uh, I thought this match was boring as fuck. Like, I didn't pay attention to it the first time. And the only reason I paid attention to it this time was to take notes. Really? Or I would not have watched it. Um, so anyway, we see Jericho with chops to Lee. Lee kisses Jericho's head. Lee pushes Jericho down with his hand. Lee with a knee strike to Jericho. Lee with chops to Jericho sends him into the corner. Jericho falls after a splash in the corner. Keith Lee is in control since the start of the match. Uh, Daniel Garcia interferes to allow Jericho to get an opening. They're fighting outside the ring. Jericho sends Lee into the barricade. Jericho from the top rope takes down Lee. Then we see Lee with a powerbomb. Garcia with a ref distraction. Swerve hits Lee. Jericho with the cover and the win. Then we see Lee rolling out of the ring. Adam Cole interrupts Jericho's celebration. Checks on Lee. They begin walking up the ramp. Cole stops. You hear Jericho yell, play my music. Interesting note. During their NXT time, it was proposed that Adam Cole become Keith Lee's manager. Hmm. Keith Lee, part of Bullet Club Gold. Your thoughts on all that? Um, I enjoyed the Keith Lee Jericho match. Also, I just like Keith Lee. But, um, interesting to see where Jericho and this Adam Cole thing is going. I just hope that, like, the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society doesn't get involved. Or if they do, then that's where Bullet Club Gold comes in. That's where Kyle O'Reilly and Bullet Club Gold and Keith Lee come in. Mm-hmm. Have that be the anarchy in the arena match. Nice. Alright, pull up the card for Rampage. Um, yeah, Rampage last Friday. Because it was on at a later time or different time. It's on <laughs> Saturday this weekend, yes. is it not? Yes, it's on Saturday. But anyway... Aussie it kind of up- fucked up my recording, so I'm just going to kind of go by memory. Aussie Open versus Best Friends um, with Aussie Open winning. Not a fan of the Best Friends. The Ooh, match was really good, though. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Um, Knew Aussie wasn't going to lose. No. But I wouldn't mind seeing Aussie versus FTR and Aussie winning and becoming your AEW champions. And they become belt collectors like FTR did. Speaking of FTR, they had a promo talking about how they signed a four-year contract. And after that four-year contract is up, they will be done with professional wrestling. Well, good for them. So, there's that. Um... Matt Hardy announces that we're going to have a Hardy compound match. Nice. Against the firm. Nice. Then we have Jay Brisk. Oh. That says Jay Briscoe on the website. It meant to say Mark Briscoe. 
Yeah, if that's Jay Briscoe, I think I'm in the wrong area. But anyways, my bad. I was going off the website. Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh taking on Manscout, Jake Manning, and SAP. It was a squash match. Uh, Mark Briscoe was pissed off the whole match. They had to work with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Satnam. Well, Lethal kind of tricked yeah. Mark into that match because Mark was like, yeah, I'll work with Jay Lethal because, you know, we're buds and got a history. But then when the other crew rolled up, he's like, what the fuck? What? No. Then next we have Emmy Sakura versus Taya Valkyrie. Fun match. I enjoyed it. I cannot wait to see Taya versus Jade, Jade Cargill. And I want Taya to win. Everybody's like, no, we need to wait for Chris Statlander. No, we fucking don't. We don't know when Chris is going to be back. It was, And I like Emi Sakura, and she did a great job. Emi Sakura Everybody loves good. the queen. Um, Then we had 2.0 and Jake Hager in the ring rapping. No, no, no. The only white man that can rap is Eminem. Enough. I don't know who that is. But, um, basically, this sets up a match on Dynamite tonight. Which we'll go over in a little bit. And then, Jungle Jack Boy versus Sean Spears. Ten. 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 So, my question is, is Sean Spears back with AEW on a full-time basis? Uh, don't know. Because, I mean, I know he took time off because his girlfriend, wife, had a baby. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's married or whatever. I think they're engaged. Oh, something. Anyway, he became a father, so he took some time off. Um, It was a good match. I'm starting to like Jungle Boy where I used to not. Like, I used to find him an annoying little prick. Jungle Jack Perry Boy. Now I want to hear Tarzan Boy, which I'll probably play on the Alexa when we're done recording. So I don't get copyrighted. That sounds you. What you sound like in bed with Jamie Hader? No. Okay, here we go. But yeah, Rampage was fairly decent. It did its highest rating, though. Thank you, NBA playoffs. But anywho. So now we're going to give our thoughts for tonight's Dynamite. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pirates. We don't talk about them. Shitsburg. We don't talk about the Pirates. The Pirates are like the little red-headed stepbrother. Shitsburg. It's Britsburg. Get it right? Shitsburg. It's Britsburg. It's Shitsburg. Anyways. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Okay, so everybody's bitching about this match. They're saying if Hobbs loses, what was the point of giving him the title? I mean, he could always say he was TNT champion. And isn't the title supposed to be like a hot potato and switch hands a lot? Basically. So why is everybody bitching? I don't know. I don't. And then people are like, well, if Wardlow loses, then he's done. He's buried. Who cares what people say? Anyways... I think it's going to be a good match. 
I'll be happy with whoever wins because I like both of them. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn taking on 2.0 and Jake Hager. That will be some fuckery. Uh, we'll hear from FTR. The Acclaimed will win. Uh, Chris. Do we really want to hear from FTR? Like, what What do they have to say? Chris Jericho. And They're going to call Cole. it Aussie Open. I don't know, probably. But anyways. Chris Jericho and Adam Cole face-to-face. Ooh, don't know what that's going to be about. We're here from the Elite. Be Elite. You give me Kenny Omega, shirtless and jeans. That's all I'm asking for, Tony Khan. That's all I'm asking for. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker taking on Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. I am pulling for neither. And then... There'll be some fuckery in that match. Jay White versus Commander. Ooh. Which will be a great match. That will be a good match, and I don't know who I would want to win that match. Jay White's winning. I hope Commander performs better than his last match, because he looked a little off his last match. But that is... And could we see Commander getting the All Elite graphic? Yeah, I don't know. We know who needs to get that graphic. Obushi. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, he's the begging... Nathan Patriot. Nice. Nice. But anyways, that's AEW from last week. That's your dynamite card for tonight. Our thoughts on all the wrestling news. Maybe we should do a special episode of Nothing But News and take the news out of our AEW review. And we'll see you fucks next week. Is that very nice to call them fucks? Yeah. Could be worse. Well, yeah, there's lots of things you could could say. We'll see you lovely people next week. Nah, you're fucks. (laughs) We'll see you fucks next week. Bye, people. Bye, peoples.